America. Good morning, fellow Americans. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Danger Close USA. Angry American Podcast Radio. And this is your host, with the voice of angry angels, Jeff Kaufman. Hoping you're having a pleasant Sunday. Maybe you're going to church. Maybe not. Maybe you're a believer, maybe you aren't, maybe you're not a believer, maybe you believe in God, maybe you don't believe in God, I really don't care. As long as you love this country more than you like Donald Trump, we'll get along fine. I hope you're doing well, I hope everything's going good for you. Um, you know, I listened to some interesting things yesterday, I managed to catch uh, a Lindsey Graham interview, now if you know anything about Lindsey Graham, I... You could call this a slanderous uh, thought, but I think he's uh, probably really close friends with guys like David Duke. I don't like Lindsey Graham. I I don't respect Lindsey Graham. Um, He flip-flops more than a fucking flip-flop. One minute he's, oh, you know, blah, 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 I'm against Trump. The next minute he's, like, kissing his ass. He, He looks like a very confused weasel. Doesn't know if he's stealing the eggs or putting them back yet. And I, I, I literally can't stand Lindsey Graham. I mean, I, I don't know why media focuses on him so much. It's almost like they're waiting for him to crack. And I, I really firmly believe he eventually will crack because he's so wishy-washy. Um, he's a simpleton. He's not what I would consider an educated person. I don't view him as someone of any depth of intellect. Um, I view him as a corrupt piece of trash, really. Have zero respect for Lindsey Graham. But I, I listened to a, a quick little snippet of him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it here, and I want you to hear what he says. He's literally denouncing the impeachment process, even though he knows that Donald Trump is a complete utter failure as president. He knows it. You can't tell me he doesn't know it. You can listen to him over and over in different uh, different videos going all the way back to when he was elected. And he's admitted that Donald Trump is a problem. I don't know what it is that uh, is being held over the heads of all these GOP asshats. I don't know what it is. Whether they've are totally corrupted, which I'm pretty sure that's probably one of the reasons. I also wonder how much money um, they've taken from deep Russian pockets. I wonder what it is they have to hide, because it seems like it's the same 10 or 12 Republicans who play the same story, that hide behind the same rhetoric, that say the same things on a constant basis. And it's, it's like, you know, you guys have something. 
to hide here. You guys are obviously in some group chat somewhere trying to make up these bullshit stories and these narratives that you all use and it's like you get the talking point points straight from the Kremlin. It's like, I don't know, man. It's obviously something. Dirt. That somebody has on them. An outside foreign power. It's obvious to me. I, I can't put my finger on it. I have no proof. Of course, I, I'm sort of a spreading a conspiracy theory, but judging by their actions and their words and the things they've said and the way they flip-flop like MacArthur. I mean, the, the guy's got the perfect last name for this bullshit. He's living it up to the reputation of his own name. It's, um, to me, it's, it's not very mind-boggling. It's more or less like reading a mystery novel and you're like three quarters of the way in and you've you got the plot pretty much narrowed down you just need to read the rest of the the rest of the book to figure out what exactly is going to happen at the end and that's pretty much where I am right now with these Republicans it's just like that it's like reading a mystery novel and you know you've, you've got it pretty much figured out you just have to wait to the end of the novel to figure out exactly how it ends and it's and it's at that pivotal point right now in my mindset that these people are obviously guilty of something. Some sort of criminality between them. Because they stick together like rats in a glue trap. You know damn well they're, they're, they're reassuring one another. You know damn well they're all reassuring one another when you're talking about everything that's being done and all the people that are working behind the scenes... From these senators and congressmen to the the right wing right wing insane media like Sean Hannity, Jeanine Piero, all these fruitcakes like Mark Levin and Rush Limbaugh's. When the president is using people like Rush Limbaugh's, I know it's Limbaugh, 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 whatever the big fat guy, the low IQ that likes to pretend that he knows everything cries about uh, sea turtles making nests in his backyard in Palm Beach, Florida. He's a, he's a fat little, I don't know what you want to call him. He reminds me of like a fat version of Jimmy Hoffa or something. I don't know. But Rush Limbaugh, or as I like to call him, Limp Balls, he's uh, not Lint Balls. I'm saying Limp Balls. Rush Limp Balls. I want to make sure you understand because sometimes people can't understand what I'm saying. They can't comprehend my unique unique. Ah, my unique vocabulary and at times I jumble my words so I want to make sure everybody understands that when I say rush limp balls I'm talking about him having limp balls I'm sure they're old and wrinkly and nasty and covered with cigar ashes and smells like old money (sighs) (laughs) alright well anyways When the President of the United States uses guys like Rush Limbaugh's, yeah, him, um, in his little, like, you know, when he's dealing with the media, like, before he gets on uh, the helicopter there, whatever it's called, it's always flying, it's always making noise in the background. It's like, oh, I'm in a rush, I gotta go, I gotta go. And the media quarters Trump, and he's he, he uses Rush Limbaugh, and it's like, why do you use Rush Limbaugh? Why do you take advice from media analysts and 
propagandists. Why do you pull them out of your back pocket like, oh, ho, ho, Rush Limbaugh said I was a great guy, that nobody could have done a better job. If it was anybody else, they would have failed by now. But you've already failed, you jackass. Just because some fucking fat dutard named Rush Limbaugh says you're a great guy doesn't actually mean that the rest of America agrees with him. I mean, if, if he had said Donald Trump's a load of bullshit, I think he would have had a lot more people go, I'm glad he talked about Trump today. I, I would tune in to Rush Limbaugh's then. Limbaugh's. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. It's, it's like irrelevant to me that he even pulls Rush Limbaugh out of his back pocket. He's like, oh, you know, Rush said a good thing about me. You should pay attention to Rush because he's relevant. He's not relevant. He's a fucking moron. He's just a well-paid, overly paid, I don't know what you want to call Rush Limbaugh. He's, he's a propagandist. I tell the truth with both hands tied behind my back and a cheeseburger in my face. I weigh 328 pounds, and I'm a complete and utter douchebag conservative. My name's Rush Limbaugh's. Limbaugh's. Look, I'm going to play this Lindsey Graham thing for you. And I, I, I want you to realize something. I, I'm not a fan of Lindsey Graham, but I want you to hear what this rat has to say. Impeach, former impeachment manager Lindsey Graham says he's not going to read the impeachment transcripts. Really? I'm not going to read these transcripts. The whole process is a joke. The whole idea that there's a quid pro quo based on somebody changing their testimony, presuming there was. Volker said there was not. He's the special envoy. You just pick things you like. Don't hate this guy. You want to get him impeached. I'm not buying into Schiff running a legitimate operation over there. I was the impeachment manager. We did it vastly different. This is a political vendetta. Mueller, to me, was the final authority on everything Trump. I've read the transcript for myself. I made up my own mind. Volker, the special envoy, said there was no quid pro quo. Sunderland has changed his testimony to say he presumes there was. What I can tell you about the Trump policy toward the Ukraine, it was incoherent. It depends on who you talk to. They seem to be incapable of forming a quid pro quo. So, no, I find the whole process to be a sham, and I'm not going to legitimize it. Jason, what changed your mind? You told Axios that you were willing to be open to hearing about yeah, this. But you, you didn't get the whole thing. It didn't show me there's a criminal misconduct here. think of that? What do you think of Lindsey Graham? I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, I mean I'm, seriously, as an American listening to him, what do you think of that? I mean, what do you think of those words? I mean, do you think he serves the people of this country or do you think he serves himself and the president? I mean, I, I just, I have to say it. I mean, it's, it's like a, a record that repeats itself. His record of taking a stand on this situation with impeachment and everything else, it's a joke. You know, they all know, every Republican knows who made these rules up for impeachment. It wasn't the Democrats. It was the Republicans. And they're talking about due process. They're the ones that invented this process. They're the ones that voted it into law. They're the ones that made this process a reality. But it's okay for them to use it. But God forbid the Democrats use it. They elected it into law. This is the Republicans 
process of impeachment being used by Democrats. And they are the one crying it's undue process. It's unfair. It's unjust. It's illegal. It's a sham. It's a fake. It's a bullshit art. Blah, 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 blah. But what's funny is at the end of the day, they're the ones, the Republicans themselves are the ones that created this impeachment process. And because the Democrats are the ones using it, they have to lie in order to try to change and contour the mind of Americans. They want you to think that what the Republicans, what the Democrats are doing is doing something illegal. They want to make you think that Democrats are doing something illegal and that's unjust and unfair and it's an undue process and all this bullshit. When they are the actual ones who created the process, who made it a law, made it the rule. This is how it's supposed to be done when you impeach a president. And these guys are the ones that elected it into fucking... Ah! It just amazes me. They lie so much to the American people. People like Lindsey Graham are trash. They're pure, utter trash as human beings. They have no integrity. They have no spine. They're not working for you. They're not working for me. They're not working for America. They're working to cover their own fucking asses and the criminality that is Donald fucking Trump. And when you know the facts that these are the same people that created this process and they're the ones that voted it in and made it the fucking foundation for impeachment, and now turn around and try to say it's an undue, unfair process. It's bullshit. Now, I'm going to play you another recording. It's from Jeanine Piero. I don't know how long I'm going to let it play, but um, I just want you to hear this. God, I could use that word right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be better than that. I'm not going to use that word. It's a four-letter word. It's very derogatory towards women, women, and I, I refuse to use it. But I would just like to say, it rhymes with runt. And I really want to say it when I think of this goddamn wine box drinking freakoid. Freakoid. Whatever. My tongue's a little twied. My tongue is a little tied today. That's because I haven't drank my Red Bull. I love the coconut edition of Red Bull. Coconut Berry Red Bull energy drink is the greatest drink on the face of the planet. I really like it, and I think it's superb. I should drink it more often before I do my podcast. Mm. 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 Ah. All right, hopefully my tongue won't be so tied anymore now that I've had a drink of my coconut edition Red Bull coconut berry flavored Red Bull. It's fucking, it gives you wings, baby. I don't know what I'm doing. But I want to play this a little bit from Janine Piero, 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 Pencil Neck Geek Face, Wine Box Drinking, Lying Conservative Propagandist that would make Joseph Goebbels proud. I'll just listen to this bullshit. Just listen. I'll be right back. So the public impeachment of the 45th president of the United States begins next Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Wait a minute. Someone tweeted the coup. had already started on January 30, 2017. Two years and 11 months ago. 
just 10 days after Donald Trump was sworn into office. That same someone also predicted that with the coup was the promise of rebellion and impeachment would then follow. So who wrote this tweet? Some bummed out, vengeful leftist wishing and hoping for a radical in the White House? No, he was an attorney. Mark Zaid, the attorney for the alleged Ukrainian whistleblower at the heart of the Democrats' impeachment effort. Zaid goes on to predict that CNN will play a key role in making sure the president will not finish out his term. Quote, we will get rid of him and this country is strong enough to survive even him and his supporters. Now, these seemingly nonsensical tweets of a Trump hater tell you everything you need to know about an effort by the deep state to disenfranchise the voters who put President Trump in the Oval. <laughs> Their hate for him is so intense that they tried to frame him with Russia collusion, which, of course, was an outright lie for which people should be going to jail. Not according Time to Robert Mueller, but anyways... So now these radicals go back to their trusty playbook, so full of holes and second-grade logic that it's laughable. They start with a guy they want America to logic. desperately believe is a whistleblower, but he is not. He's a deep stater, a guy so biased, so angry, so empty on substance, with a complaint of hearsay upon hearsay, he'd be thrown out of any local police department in any town USA. But not our Congress. They'll take any complaint to go after our president. Your so president. he goes directly, this alleged whistleblower to the Adam Schiff team, with his alleged complaint. Schiff lies about the meeting, and the whistleblower doesn't even tell the inspector general that he met with the Schiff team. I guess there is something to hide there. In the meantime... The whole thing is a charade held in the basement of Congress, where 75% of Congress is blocked from like entering the version of as they Gold plant is. a new narrative to incriminate the president. Their star chamber, reminiscent of medieval times, lacks due process or any semblance of justice. But leave it to the Dems to make some stuff up. Anytime we block someone and they don't come in, we conclude that there's a consciousness of guilt there. Consider that four articles of impeachment for obstruction of Congress. Consciousness of guilt? So if one person doesn't comply with a subpoena, then someone else is guilty of obstruction? In all my years in a courtroom, I wouldn't dare even mumble that one under my breath. And when she Rules would know as a lawyer not that you only can't refuse not a subpoena. Honored, they're not even considered. They're not even She's relevant. A joke. But why am I surprised? Here's a guy who fought desperately to be president riding on the Russia collusion train, and he registered zero in polling on the presidential scale. Take a listen to this one. It's an abuse of power to remove an ambassador for political reasons because you don't like what they're doing, period. Hey, Swalwell, a primer, you're still polling at zero. Another primer, the President of the United States can get rid of an ambassador just like the President had the right to get rid of Jim Comey, just like Bill Clinton had the right when he cleared out the U.S. attorneys from the Department of Justice. Don't you remember your hero, Barack Obama, said, elections have consequences, or are you a special kind of stupid? 
Now, I don't want to get into all of this because nobody really cares. But this State Department guy, George Kent, he says that the president demanded that the Ukraine president, uh, Ukraine president investigate the 2016 election. And then said he had no first-hand knowledge of this. I think I'll cut it off right there. I mean, really, just listening to her, I mean, really, I'm beside myself. Here it is, someone who proclaims to be herself a judge. I don't know if if you could catch the whole thing because it's a real shitty recording. Um, But here we have someone who claims to be a past judge, Judge Jeanine Piero, right? And she's actually saying that refusing a subpoena is perfectly legit, I want you to let, let that just sink in for a second. You have someone who claims to have been a lawyer and a judge, which he was, was, past tense, was, who now is a talk show host on uh, Fox. And she's telling you, from a so-called legal perspective, that ignoring a subpoena is perfectly okay. And that's what the Trump administration has been doing. That's what Donald Trump has been doing. I'm sure you're aware of. And, and yes, my tongue is not so tied as it was earlier. I apologize. But you listen to her and, and she actually tries to tell you that ignoring a subpoena is perfectly okay. <laughs> this is someone who calls herself a judge. Do you have any idea how contradictory that is in terms Yes, I'm a judge, and yes, this is illegal, but I'm going to say it's okay because I am a paid fucking cover-up artist for Donald Trump. That's what she is. That's her position. That's who she is. There's no lying. There's no way to cover it. There's no way to say, oh, no, it's not true because she literally just told on herself. Here she is claiming to be a judge, Judge Jeanine Piero, and telling you that ignoring a subpoena is perfectly okay. As if it's actually legal to do that. She knows better. I mean, anybody who's ever been to court knows better. Anybody who's ever had to go to court knows better. Anybody who's ever served as a... I'm just like, my God. If you're subpoenaed, you're supposed to show up unless you're guilty. And that's just it. These people aren't showing up because they're guilty. Because they're hiding something. Because they're covering for Trump. Because they're afraid. And so is Donald Trump. That's why he's ordering these people not to attend these subpoenas. They're not going to go because he has something to hide and he can't trust these people to tell the truth. And it's not only that, he's not going to send them to lie either because lying is going to get him in more trouble because they are, he's afraid of getting these people out in the open in front of a congressional panel being asked direct questions. And the smartest thing he can do, this is just the same reason why he avoided debates with Hillary Clinton. This is the exact same reason why he avoids debates with Hillary Clinton. He is afraid. He's a coward. He's a man who would not serve this military and this nation because of bone spurs. I'm just being honest here. That's why he's refusing to let these people appear for these subpoenas. Because he's a fucking coward. He's also the president of the United States with Russia's help, but that's either relevant or irrelevant. It's just a fact in my mind. 
But here we are, dealing with the same mumbo-jumbo, dealing with the lies, dealing with the bullshit, and you have someone who's hosting a TV show with how many millions of viewers, who proclaims herself to be a judge, past lawyer, literally lying to the public, saying, you know, she's prosecuted and, and been to so many trials and cases and blah, 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 blah. And showing, not showing up for subpoena is perfectly okay. <laughs> See, the thing is, Donald Trump has never taken responsibility for anything in his entire life. And I say this in almost every episode. It's the truth. He will pay someone off to be quiet, just like he did with the, with the porn star Stormy Daniel, Daniels. And there's no lying there. It's a proven fact. He will do whatever he can. And I'm sure that somehow, some way, this money... This massive amount of money that he claims that he's losing as president is actually ending up in people's pockets like Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and Jeannie Piero and Mark Levin. Somehow, some way, this money's getting filtered through. Either paying extra for, for airtime through like my pillow guy, one way or another, these people are getting paid by the Trump administration, the Trump family, to lie their little fucking asses off and make up whatever they can to cover for Donald Trump. And it's blatantly obvious in Jeanine Piero's little last word. I've got a last word for her. Why don't you try being American instead of a lying propagandist for a criminality called Donald Trump? And you know what? Before I go any further, let's, let's hear from one of Trump's most devoted supporters. Let's, let's listen to one of Trump's most best advocates for Mr. Donald Trump. Let's listen to one of the best advocates for Donald Trump. And this woman is just an astounding person. She's really a great person. She's a wonderful human being. Actually, I, I can't stand this person. I have no respect for this person. I watched uh, Roseanne Barr. Um, I watched Roseanne years ago in the first Roseanne series, and I loved the show. Of course, my favorite person in the whole show was, was Dan. And, uh, his mother or sister-in-law, uh, whatever her name, Janice, whatever, I can't remember, Roseanne's sister in the show. Those are my two favorite people in the whole show. They were that and their children. But I never really cared for Roseanne too much. Just a loud mouth, kind of like debutante. I don't, I don't know what the, what the hell to call her. She's just really an odd person. But then I had no idea years later, um, actually, I, I think back in 2017, I was introduced to... Um, some photographs of Roseanne Barr posing as Hitler baking gingerbread Jews. You can go look it up. Google that. Roseanne Barr dressed as Hitler. It'll pop up on your screen. It's real. It's not a fake. She's admitted to it. Here you have Roseanne Barr dressed like Hitler baking gingerbread Jews. Do you know why the Roseanne Barr show got canceled this last time? Because millions of Americans saw those photos, which were hardly ever discussed. They were, they were on a different, they were just recently released during a photo montage by some off-the-wall newspaper, magazine, I can't remember. When people saw those, they were so enraged that she could even have a show. But here we have someone that believes that she's the reincarnated version of the female Hitler, breaking 
baking gingerbread Jews who also just so happens to be a Trump supporter. How is that a coincidence? I don't know. (laughs) But here's the thing. She's far gone. My most recent observation of Roseanne Barr through some video footage I've seen, she's out there, man. She's done something somehow, some way altered her brain pattern. I don't know. But I want to play a a quick excerpt of uh, Roseanne Barr being, um, well, who she is today. Listen in to one of Donald Trump's most special supporters. This is Roseanne Barr. I know that Obama's spy name was Renegade. You all know that right on the emails, Renegade. But I think President Trump is the real renegade. Uh, He's a renegade against a system of complete debt slavery, child slavery, human slavery, woman slavery, working class slavery, all enslaved to um, a very small group of people at the top of the um, Swissy Pyramid um, of Pharaoh. And we're seeing it fall, Babylon. And it's just fantastic. And we're not just going to watch it fall. Many of us have already done that. But we're going to create the new thing that replaces it. We're digital soldiers. I guess I'll title this the perverse reverse. Um... It doesn't just happen once. It happens when, you know, the powers that be, the owners of us, our owners, um, our masters, our royals, when they um, need to move a bunch of us somewhere, they take certain steps to do that. Um... And they always do it through an hourglass flip in the mind control program. Ah, I, I'm telling you, she's a... Roseanne Barr is a special kind of something. Oh my God. Lay off the crack bike. Something. Get some sleep. So, our illustrious president, Donald Fucktard Trump, has uh, been invited to uh, join uh, Putin for the uh, Russian May Day Parade. Uh, you know, the celebration of Russian military strength and um, the end of World War II. If you're any bit of a history buff like I am, you know that, you know, Russia did play a very important part in the um, 
World War in the end of World War II. Um, but they were they're scoundrels. You know, they're they're crooked. Um, they're the same country that took over half of Poland when, when Germany uh, did their business. Um, they're the same country that uh, was in, uh, I believe, uh, Norway as well. Um, Russia's criminality in World War II was no better than uh, the Nazis. But they did capture Berlin first. They were the first ones there. We were a little late. But um, Donald Trump, you know, the moron he is, he can't even remember what the hell the fucking parade's about. And um, a reporter asked Mr. Trump a very simple question. He's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I've been invited, invited to that wonderful uh, thing there. Uh, what is it called? Uh, um, the end of the war thing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know what? Just listen. That's right. I was invited. I am thinking about it. That's right in the middle of our campaign season. But I am thinking I would certainly think about it. President Putin invited me to the. That's uh, a very big. It's a very big deal. Uh, celebrating the end of the war, etc. That's a very big deal. So I appreciate the invitation. It is right in the middle of political season. So I'll see if I can do it. But I would love to go if I could. I mean. Listen, that guy doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. Etc. etc. That's like a really cheap way of saying I have no fucking idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, this is Danger Close USA. Etc. 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 Your host, uh, Jeff. Etc. etc. I'm, uh, and, uh, I'm a president of this fucking country. Well, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, I really do. If you like my show and you like what I have to say and you love my beautiful voice, even though it gets tongue-tied and twisted and occasionally uh, shit comes out of my mouth, I'm apologizing to my listeners with virgin ears. I am a blue-collar construction worker. Um, I would hope you find me a bit more intelligent than most construction workers. Actually, you know, most construction workers are pretty intelligent. Can you build a house? No? Ah! Well, they got a leg up on you. I do this show because I do not believe that the conservative voice deserves all the platforms that they have. I am not a Hannity supporter. I'm not a Rush Limbaugh's supporter, obviously. Don't like Mark Levin. He's look, he looks to me like a little Nazi librarian. Um, do not care for Fox News at all or anybody related to Fox News. I don't care for Bill Mitchell. I don't care for Glenn Beck. I don't think that the America that I know has a voice. Conservatism pretty much owns the airwaves. So I've decided that's why I'm going to do my show. Now, I'm nobody. I, I'm a pimple on the buttocks of humanity. I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing. I'm a, just an average, everyday Joe. But I have my own opinions. 
and I have my own thoughts, and I honestly don't believe that the people in the resistance have a voice, and I would like to be that voice, if not one of the voices that are out there, which are very few and far between. So if you like my show, and you like what I have to say, please share me. Share my show on your social media, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your Reddit, wherever and however, please share my show. I would appreciate it. I don't get paid for doing this, and what money I do make is very, very little. A small, minuscule amount um, just for doing my little sponsorship thing in the very, very beginning of my episodes, which I admit sucks. So if you tune into my show and you hear the first uh, ad, I'm sorry, that's how it's set up. That's the only way I can get the ads on there. Then we'll let me put the ads in between. And also, if you would like to advertise on my show, I'd be very happy, very happy to do a uh, commercial for you. Of course, it would be my wonderful, beautiful voice. But if you have a product or a business you would like to advertise on my show, feel free to drop me a line at DangerClose underscore USA on Twitter. We can talk about it. I'm pretty cheap. (laughs) I guarantee you, um, you will spend less money with me and uh, maybe get better results. I don't know. I do get between somewhere between 200 to 1,200 listeners per day. So, um, yeah, there's that. And you'll be reaching people like me and like you who are resisting the fucktard in office. So, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Donald Trump never takes any responsibility for anything he does, ever. Um, And I want you to hear him literally blaming the media for his character and the way he acts. This is Donald Trump blaming everybody around him again for how he is, who he is, and what he does, and what he says. Can I call first? Sorry. But if you can't change your behavior, you probably shouldn't run again in 2020. What do you say to that, sir? Well, no, you really shaped my behavior. Because from the day I came in here, I've had problems with phony stuff. Like a phony dossier that turned out to be false. Like false investigations that I beat. So a lot of my behavior was shaped by the fake news and by the other side. That was a lot of my behavior. The fact is that we created the greatest economy in the history of our country. With all of that stuff going on behind me, nobody else could have done it. Rush Limbaugh said he doesn't know a man in the world that could have done what Trump did. I don't know Leon Cooperman, but whoever Leon Cooperman is, I know of him. Uh, He can have his own view. But in the meantime, I'm making him rich and I'm making a lot of other people rich, including the working man and woman. They've never done so well as they've done right now. Our jobs are the best they've ever been. Everything about our economy is just about the best it's ever been, including unemployment. So uh, I think in light of all of the things going on, and you know what I mean by that, the fake news, the Comeys of the world, all of the bad things that went on. It's called the swamp. And you know what happened? And you know what I did? A big favor. I caught the swamp. I caught them all. Let's see what happens. Nobody else could have done that but me. I caught all of this corruption that was going on, and nobody else could have done it. On top of that, we have the best economy, greatest economy we've ever had. 
the best job numbers we've ever had. African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic, the best ever. So I think we've done a great job. And tell Leon, who I've seen, but I don't know, tell him congratulations because he did very well with Trump. It's everybody else's fault that he's a fucking raging lunatic. It's everybody else's fault that he's a fucking moron. You know what? It's nobody's fault but his own. Donald Trump is who he is and has been who he is since he inherited his father's money and had a silver spoon shoved up his ass. And you call him the champion of the working man. Maybe working for a piece of ass. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, baby. is Danger Close USA American Podcast Radio and your raging lunatic host Jeff Kaufman I'm glad you're here still (laughs) you haven't tuned over to another podcast you haven't uh, changed channels or uh, went somewhere else I'm impressed I, 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 I can't believe I've kept five of you interested Six, seven, sorry, seven, seven of you. That's actually the list of people that are uh, subscribers on my Anchor app. I just figured out why I only have seven, because that's all I have. I'm available on, like, I don't know how many different outlets. I believe I'm available on seven different outlets, including Apple, including Google, Spotify, Anchor, and a few others. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a nobody. So um, if you like my show, please share it. Anyways, um, you know what? I, I really can't imagine living in a country being led by a man like Donald Trump. And I really, I, I can't imagine why people continue to support him. I really, I just don't get it. You know, it's, it's beyond me. It's, it's, it's kind of like fictional to me. It's almost like living in a dream. This country has survived much worse. But the problem with it right now is that it's like having a parasite in your lower intestine. And it's infected all the other organs. And all the other organs are our fellow Americans. I've you know, I watched the video of the football game that he attended. You know what? I'm not shocked at all. I'm not, like, appalled either. He went to basically Redneckville, USA, and uh, attended a football game. I would think that the majority of the crowd would, would cheer. But I also read that uh, the Alabama 
uh, football manager, or I don't know who the hell he was, I can't remember. He, um, he issued a statement to the students not to protest his arrival, that they would be yanked basically out of their seats. You know, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm worried about the, um, the integrity of the American people that were there that were fearful of protesting Donald Trump. You know, if they all just stood together and booed him, I mean, I didn't expect them to. I really didn't. I mean, I wasn't shocked. They're like, oh, look, here you go, you liberal fuckers. Here you go. This is a real America right here. Look at this. Well, yeah, look at this. Okay. So you went to fucking Redneckville, and Donald Trump uh, inflated his ego at your expense because he got booed every fucking where else he goes in America. Why not go to one of the biggest redneck football games in the world? He might as well have attended NASCAR. I'm just saying. It's not surprising to me. I'm not appalled by it. I'm not like, oh, my God. Uh, we've lost. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I, the resistance is over. We're done. It's just, it's over. I hope you like that impersonation. But, oh, my God. It's over. No, it's, it's not over. He just happened to attend the right football game with the right fucking group of people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being honest. I mean, I'm not... Like I said, he should have just... You know, might as well have went to a NASCAR race. He would have got the same fucking applause. Uh, I, we're dealing with the same type of people. But I was interested in, in just acknowledging the fact that the students that attended this uh, football game were warned ahead of time not to protest. And if they were found protesting... They would be yanked out of their seats and would lose the ability to get any tickets to any more further games. So keep that in mind. They were trying to silence these kids as, as well. And if you watch the video footage, you know, it seems awfully funny that one side of the stadium was clapping and cheering. And the other side of the stadium, you can barely even notice anybody was even looking in his direction. There were plenty of people who turned their backs on him. And you know what? Like I said... Not surprised, not shocked. I don't like, you know, feel like I'm, you know, I've lost the war here because of some football game in Redneckville. Hey, dude, I, you know, I love college football, but um, I could barely give a shit about those teams. I, I really do. Um, not a, you know what, you know who lost, right? So obviously the Trump curse lives on. He'll endorse you, you lose. He attends your fucking football game, you lose. So, um, you know, maybe you might want not to uh, tell your students not to protest him. You should have told your students, yeah, protest him. It probably would have brought a little more karma to your um, imaginary, um, you know, good team. Anyways, I have no respect for Donald Trump. I don't have any respect for anybody who uh, tells their students or their business people or their staff or anybody else that they have to behave it's like uh, you know what is it called censoring the first amendment you were a student of that school and someone told you you couldn't boo Donald Trump I would hope that you would boo him and you know what's also amazing is I watched a little interview I believe it was um NBC and I think it was CBS or NBC I can't remember which one it was they were interviewing uh, interviewing a group of students and this guy was like um, she asked them uh, well how do you feel about Donald Trump blah 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 and he goes oh it's it's his great uh, policies and uh, you know it's really cool that uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't die 
um, or commit suicide or something. I don't know what he said, but you could tell he was angry. Oh, he was pissed. And um, he had a little Trump um, pin on. He was wearing a little Trump button, I should say, not a pin, pin button, whatever. A little Trump memorabilia that, of course, everybody had been given. Nobody bought it. They were given to them to show appreciation to the dutarded chief. And um, at the end of what he had to say, a few moments later, he actually grabs the thing, rips it off, and throws it on the ground. You know, that's one out of a handful of uh, good Americans that were at that football game that obviously um, don't care for the ridiculous, redonkulous jackassery called Donald Trump. I, um, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, I, I, it doesn't bode well with me that uh, we had to witness all this bullshit, but it does bode well with me that uh, we've won basically three out of four. You know, nobody likes Donald Trump except people that might attend an Alabama game. <laughs> so um, I think we're still in our favor, you know. I have no respect for him. I have no respect for anybody that supports him. God bless America. I hope you enjoyed your Sunday edition of Danger Close USA. I hope you enjoy me. I um, don't really have much more to say. You know, I, I hope someone gets Roseanne Barr some help. She definitely seems to need it. Uh, maybe someone should talk to her dealer. I don't know. But what I do know is I love my country. I love everything about this country. I believe in the red, white, and blue I believe in the stars and stripes. I believe in American freedom. I believe in our military. I believe in our armed forces. Of course, I just said that. But I also believe that um, the resistance isn't going anywhere anytime soon. I also believe that uh, one of the root causes for the division in this country isn't just Donald Trump and his stupidity. It also has a lot to do with the fact that he appeals to a certain type of people. While he does not appeal to another type of people. And that type of people are the people that basically would root for a coward and a moron. The division in this country is real because of two reasons. One, the intellectual can see him for what he is. And two, other people see him for what they want him to be and that's not what he is this is danger close usa american podcast radio your host jeff kaufman i'm home hi what are you guys doing what's up doggies what's up doggies what's up you be a good girl you be a good girl huh say something say something what are you gonna say no you can't come in here get get back up back up Say hi. Say hi. Quit trying to hop my leg. Get off me. Hi. Hi. Can I have kisses? See ya, I'm running. Be a good girl, big mama.
Watch the baby. Watch that stick. I love you. I'm home. I love you too. I'm glad you're home. Good. I brought you home treats. You did? Yes. Because I want treats. Oh, treats. Oh, 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 I got treats. Mine. I hate them. I love them. Movie. I came bearing treats. The least you can let me do is watch two hours of TV. I love you. I love you too. I don't know. Something. Where's Tristan? Okay. He took her out. He took him out again. I got, I got people tra treats. May I have one? Yeah, she may have one of my treats. Okay. They look like dog snacks, but I think they're for people. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Danger Close USA, American Podcast Radio. And this was your host, Jeff Kaufman, reminding you just that we're all American. Some of us might be standing on the wrong side of the fence, maybe not making the best choices as Americans as far as what they decide to support and not support. But out there in my kitchen is the reason why I resist. I want my country to be the best country it can be, and I don't believe that it can under Donald Trump. God bless America. God bless each and every one of you. Enjoy your Sunday, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Danger Close USA. And um, you know what? Hey, there's a donation button on Anchor, um, if you can find it. <laughs> um, if you would like to make a monetary donation, you can make one to RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com. I appreciate anything and everything, and um, very rarely get any donations for my show. But if you happen to make it this far and you like what you've heard, you know what? Toss me five bucks. <laughs> it would be great. I've got five kids out there going through um, little treats that I bring home just to try to make their day a little better. So, um, you know, five dollars goes a long way. Thanks for tuning in. God bless America. Hooah.